this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the in focus podcast this is g sampath your host for today's episode on september 15th the union cabinet approved a series of reforms and relief measures for the telecom sector the most significant of these measures is a four year moratorium on payments stemming from the supreme court's september 2020 judgment on adjusted gross revenue or agr as it's known another one is the decision to remove all non telecom revenue from agr the telecom sector is now also allowed to receive 100% fdi through the automatic route which is up from the 49% that was permitted earlier taken together these and other policy changes are expected to help the telecom majors overcome short term liquidity issues and raise capital enabling them to keep their debts under control and invest in capacity building and infrastructure now the reform package has raised several interesting questions not everybody is convinced that it is adequate uh, for example one of the questions that have come up is in terms of actual numbers what is the quantum of relief that is on offer since it's prospective as they call it and is this adequate for the players who are under a mountain of debt and can the reforms package sustain a three player market to answer these questions and more we have with us ankit jain who is assistant vice president and sector head corporate ratings at icra limited ankit has been a part of icra's research team and has been covering the indian telecom sector for more than 6 years now ankit thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the podcast thanks ampar thanks for this opportunity ankit uh, to start with can you give us a quick breakdown of the main highlights of the reforms package uh, that has been approved by the union cabinet last month sure so uh, i will uh, break down this entire package into uh, two segments uh, reforms and relief so i'll just cover the reforms part first so there has been a series of uh, these reforms which can be uh, again classified into two headings one is the financial reforms and the other is the operational reforms so the major noteworthy financial reforms include as you mentioned the rationalization of the definition of agr to exclude the non core revenues on a prospective basis <clears throat> although the amounts will be lower but this will directly impact the ebitda of the telecom operators second is the uh, rationalization of the bank guarantee requirements uh, which include reduction in the bank guarantees against the levies as well as removal of this requirement uh, to secure the uh, installment payments for the future auctions this will uh, reduce the non funded banking exposure of the telecom uh, operators going forward then there is a rationalization of the spectrum usage charges as well which include uh, abolition of the uh, suc for the future auctions and uh, removal of the additional 0.5% suc on uh, spectrum sharing again uh, ankit by suc you mean uh, uh, what exactly do you mean by suc spectrum usage charges okay so these were to be paid on the uh, spectrum that was availed uh, by the uh, operators uh, over various uh, auctions this was ranging around 3 to 4% of their agr in the past so now for the future spectrum auctions this has been removed and uh, uh, for the spectrum sharing an additional 0.5% suc was proposed earlier that has also been removed now so uh, this will again lead to an upliftment in the ebitda of the uh, telecom operators fourth is on the spectrum auctions <clears throat> this includes the elongation of the spectrum tenure to 30 years from the present uh, 20 years for the future auctions and uh, there is an allowance of the uh, surrendering of the spectrum 
after 10 years of acquisition in the auctions uh, lastly in the uh, financial reforms uh, there is a reduction in the uh, interest rate on the delayed payment of the levies it has been reduced to sbi mclr plus 2% and there has been a removal of penalty and interest on penalty on the operational reforms there is the uh, paperless kyc ease in the kyc norms then there's a fixing of the spectrum calendar which provides a clear uh, visibility on the timing of the spectrum uh lastly i will come to the big bang relief package that that is you know more in news that is the main thing which uh, has really provided the cash flow relief to the uh, telecom operators so there has been a moratorium which has been offered on the spectrum dues which is excluding the march 2021 auctions uh in addition to the moratorium on the agr penalty related dues so as per icra estimates uh, the moratorium on these dues uh, in all will lead to a deferment of the cash outflows to the tune of 43 to 46000 crores annually for the industry as a whole uh, however uh, these will accrue an interest uh, at uh, mclr plus 2% so as to keep it npv or uh, neutral for the government so when this moratorium ends in fi fiscal 26 the overall payments uh, that the industry will have to make to the government will, will balloon to around 80 odd thousand crore annually however to address that the government has kept an option to convert these dues by way of equity although the uh, fine prints of the same are yet to be disclosed so overall these provide a, a cash flow relief to the industry for the next 3 uh, to 4 years and give them enough time to carry out these uh, fundamental repairs and uh, improve their uh, tariffs okay you you just said that uh, the moratorium if they avail of it they will have to pay interest so uh, now the interest is going to balloon up and then if, if if those ballooned up payments which are due become too much then the government will take on equity so isn't this like uh, in a way uh, just kicking the can down the road so to speak how does it really change anything you're right in that context but uh, the thing is as of now the industry was uh, you know saddled with elevated debt levels and the overall repayment burden was about to increase as the uh, the earlier moratorium on the spectrum dues was getting over by the end of this fiscal so uh, it was a need of the hour to preserve the cash flows because uh, the overall health of the uh, industry uh, was deteriorating and the payment of these uh, dues starting next fiscal was getting a bit difficult so the government took that call and uh, you know gave them a cash flow breather for the next 3 to 4 years and this as i said this gives them enough time uh, to you know improve their cash flow position uh, their overall cash outgo to outgo towards these uh, dues would be minimal so they can utilize these cash flows uh, for uh, fundamental i mean uh, for uh, uh, capex and uh, you know improve their network quality prepare for the next technology upgrade and side by side also do the fundamental repairs improve the arpu levels as we are sitting in rock bottom arpu levels even after the improvement uh, done in december of 2019 we are still at very low arpu vis-a-vis other countries in the world uh, ankit by arpu you mean average revenue per user yes okay Fine. There are two different questions uh, which have come up in this regard. Uh, we'll I'll come to the second one in a bit. But firstly, uh, you spoke about how the repayments are uh, due and uh, and and the cash flow situation is was becoming dire. Now, some analysts seem to be of the view that these measures are aimed more at helping the banking sector 
by reducing the likelihood of you know npas and defaults happening and so on rather than helping uh, the telecom sector in itself so can you talk a little bit about what is the actual extent of the banking sector's exposure to these telecom firms which are under debt and will these measures uh, which include uh, provision for 100% fdi and so on uh, help the banks more or will it help the telecom firms more well that's a view point but uh... definitely uh, this this relief package uh, has been aimed at retaining the telecom industry's existing 3 plus 1 structure with three private players and one state owned uh, telecom operator so a huge market like india definitely needs this kind of industry structure and this was a need of the r while it helps the banking sector as well is uh, another perspective but uh, i believe this was more towards you know preserving this uh, telecom uh, structure in terms of the uh, exposure to the banking sector as per the latest uh, rbi report uh, the total funded exposure uh, uh, to the telecom sector from the banking channel is around 1.1 lakh crore while this would include some non telcos as well but uh, it is still a sizable uh, quantum apart from this uh, there'll be a non funded exposure as well which will be to the tune of 40 or 1000 crores so overall a sizable 1 1.5 lakh crore exposure towards the banking sector uh, sorry towards the telecom sector uh, from the banking channel now uh, the option uh, to convert these dues to equity uh, this will be the last resort in case the telcos are not able to improve their financial position by then and uh, the option lies with the government uh, so yeah i mean it gives some cushion that even at the end of the moratorium if let's say the things don't improve there is a 1% chance that uh, uh, the dues can be converted to equity and uh, the cash flow position can be saved at that point in time right uh, ankit you made a very interesting point earlier that the, the primary objective of these measures seems to be uh, to preserve a 3 plus 1 uh, market structure uh, given india's you know large and diverse uh, telecom market now all these relief measures are going to be equally available to to the three basic uh, private players here right bharti airtel vodafone idea and reliance now you uh, mean if for the year ending march 2021 according to the data i have vodafone reported a net loss of 46293 crores airtel reported a net loss of 25197 crores and reliance uh, actually turned a, a very impressive for profit i don't have the exact figures now given this complete uh, disparity between the three players uh, and the fact that they are being offered uh, this this uh, these relief measures in terms of agr excluding non telecom revenue and you know four year moratorium and etc other players will also take advantage of this right it's not as if they are only meant for these two companies which are under stress so how will this actually help uh, in terms of preserving a three uh, plus one market structure see uh, while i agree that you know they have been uh, under sizable losses over the last couple of years uh, the losses uh, primarily stem from the uh, the provisioning that they have done towards the agr uh, uh, payables now the industry these reforms and the relief package uh, doesn't majorly impact the profitability of the telcos and the government has left the repair part to the industry itself you know to improve their health on their own and just touched upon the cash flow uh, you know cash outflows that were uh, due in fy22 and onwards now as i said earlier this moratorium will give 
three four years of time to the telcos, and uh, while we have seen that the trajectory is uh, uh, you know improving, there has been a consistent improvement in the overall industry ARPU levels, uh, which is driven by the uh, which was you know triggered by the December nineteen tariff hikes, and then it was driven by consistently increasing usage. as well as uh, conversion of the subscribers or basically upgradation of the subscribers from 2g to 4g so this trajectory is likely to sustain for a period till the time they actually go ahead and do those uh, massive tariff hikes and these will be fundamental you know to improve the overall profitability and cash generation for the industry and this in conjunction with the relief package can actually you know help the industry to get back to a better shape than what they were maybe a year or two earlier right now you spoke about uh, you know how these measures don't directly have anything uh, to do with profitability and uh, and 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 how uh, they may be banking on 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 tariff hikes which are probably due which brings us to one long standing demand uh, from the telecom sector itself which is that uh, shouldn't these measures which are really welcome of course also been accompanied by a floor tariff so that the players get some protection from sharp competitive practices because if without a floor tariff i mean it's really up in the air isn't it like what what kind of uh, tariffs are going to be set by whom <laughs> see tariffs have been under forbearance uh, for quite a lot of time and uh, the regulator which is uh, telecom regulatory authority of india try they have uh, recently also refused to intervene uh, in this matter stating that uh, uh, this is a competitive market and market forces should should only determine the tariffs uh, having said that as of now uh, as i said the need of the r was to provide uh, immediate cash flow relief to the industry which this package has uh, done to a large extent and now the ball is uh, back to the telcos courts to uh, raise the tariffs and uh, i mean do something similar to what they did in december of 2019 so it's their market they have deteriorated it so they they are the ones who to you know come back and raise tariffs and make their uh, uh, balance sheet stronger right now moving on to one slightly technical side of things now how do these reform measures sit with the supreme court's order on the payment of uh, agr dues the supreme court in its judgment said all these service providers you have to make payments in yearly installments between april 1st 2021 and 31st march 2031 so 10 years every year you have to make this uh, payments but now this moratorium is saying that you don't have to make this payments uh, for for the next four years if you, if you feel if you feel you don't want to now doesn't this contradict the supreme court's ruling while uh, i'm not a legal expert but i'll try and answer this uh, with whatever uh, limited understanding of the subject matter i have So the honorable supreme court allowed the 10 year payment timeline for the payment of these agr dues that means that they had to make the payments by a march 31 2031 now this moratorium is what i understand is within the guidelines as government has not increased the tenor the uh, final payment or the to, the entire chunk of the payments has to be made by march 31 to 2031 so this four year period just defers the payment by another 4 years and the balance payment they have to make in the balance uh, remaining 6 years basically fine ankit just in conclusion in the, in the broader context of these uh, relief and uh, you know reforms packages 
and with the uh, likely onset of 5G uh, very soon, how do you view the telecom market in India shaping up, especially with the increasing role of uh, the digital push as well? So, uh, uh, see, the industry is in a, in a cusp of uh, evolution. Uh, if you look at uh, how the phases of growth in the industry in the past, uh, it started with a 2G kind of an industry uh, with voice uh, being the major uh, source of uh, their revenues. It then shifted to data, which is the current ongoing phase. And the next phase of uh, growth will definitely come from the uh, digital services. So digital is something uh, which the industry uh, you know, has been focusing on and it will become the main driver of growth uh, going forward. Now, uh, the uh, in terms of technology, uh, we are, again, I said, uh, as I mentioned, we, we are on the verge of upgradation from uh, 4G to 5G. And uh, the industry will require sizable uh, funds to, uh, you know, invest in the 5G technology, uh, maybe buying of Spectrum and acquisition of Spectrum and, you know, investing in the CapEx. So this four-year moratorium, it, it not only gives the initial cash flow relief, but also gives them time to, you know, raise funds as well in case uh, investors are willing to, uh, you know, provide those funds to the telecom industry to, you know, set this uh, ball rolling towards the next technological technology upgrade. So overall, uh, very interesting times in the uh, industry. The telcos can become technos as what we call and uh, the focus can shift from a pure play voice and data service provider to something uh, more than that. Right, Ankit, just one last question. This, uh, this, this aspect of FDI, which we haven't really touched upon in detail. Now we have made 100% FDI possible through the automatic route from 49%. This is great, but does, does this mean that FDI will come? Do we have what, what the possible foreign investors might be looking for in terms of uh, infrastructure, governance structures, taxation structures, regulatory structures, etc., to offer them? Or is that something which we, we need to be uh, re-looking at at this stage, having approved 100% FDI? Well, uh, history doesn't suggest so. I mean, we India has not been a very good uh, telecom market for international players. Uh, we had at one point in time almost 13, 14 players in the telecom industry. Now it reduced to only uh, three players. So that way, the uh, overall market has not been very good for international uh, investors. But uh, the, the, the these latest uh, developments or the latest reforms, they clearly suggest that the you know government is focused on preserving the sector uh, structure, industry structure as such, and they 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 understand that telecom is an important industry which will really help in the overall uh, country's development as well. So that way, is, uh, there is a, 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 a ray of hope, which, which you know, uh, which is uh, uh, giving some light to the uh, telecom operators that some investments can come in, especially after this uh, relief package. Right. As, as you uh, rightly uh, mapped the trajectory, we started with uh, 2G and voice, then moved to data. And now we are really interestingly paused with the digital services about to take off and it all depends on how well uh, we manage this transition. Ankit, thank you so much for sharing your insights. Pleasure talking. Thanks, Sampad. It was indeed a pleasure. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.